0: the place for you to learn all things you need about becoming the healthiest and best version of you possible. I'm your host Michael Sack and I'd love to welcome you to the It All Starts With You podcast where ambitious people come to learn all about healthy habits, mindset, nutrition and everything around becoming the best you. Okay, so today we have Richard Bushell, aka okay, Rich Fit PT. He's a PT, a huge nutritional advocate uh, that I've seen it through his social, and is making big waves in the personal training world. Uh, I know this one is going to be good. Rich, welcome to. It all starts
1: with you. How's it going, mate? Yeah, thanks, mate. It's really good to be on. Wow. But, uh, for the for the listeners, Michael and I haven't actually met, so yeah. <laughs> it was only about two two days ago. I I seen your post on Instagram, and I said, "Mate, I'll be a guest on your podcast." So yeah, yeah and and here we are. Basically. Here we are. <laughs> so we've met each other over screens, but not actually in person. So yeah, mate, it's really good to be on the podcast, and yeah, excited. Well, this is the pros
0: of social media it's like we can connect and it's like if it clicks it clicks if it doesn't it doesn't or whatever we're just uh, just yeah. moving on our ways so for those that have been living under a rock who is richard, richard? so
1: i am from wales originally if you didn't already pick up on the accent mm. i've been here oh it's going to be seven years in august here in australia time flies so yeah it's uh it's been a it's been a pretty crazy journey i've always worked in kind of like customer roles uh, sales used to sell cars a couple of years ago mm. and now i've transitioned into fitness i've always had a big passion for health and fitness mm. and i thought you know what it was actually during lockdown last year i thought you know what i'm gonna actually try something different beautiful so set about doing a pt course and yeah it's kind of led me to becoming a personal trainer which is you know it's, it's actually quite a refreshing thing to do mm. so yeah I just kind of wanted to move out of that kind of corporate world and step into health and fitness really. That's beautiful. What were you doing in the, in the corporate world? So I've done a lot of account management uh-huh. so it largely the company that I um, still do work for in part is uh revolved around digital marketing for restaurants so Mm -hmm. you know it's it's transferable skills as well because you know what yeah when you work in digital marketing you know you kind of as a personal trainer you need to have some sort of digital presence so i think that's definitely going to help me you know moving forward you know with instagram and you know just general marketing Hmm. You said that you were in a sales, and I'm guessing already you having a bit of a background in
0: sales. Is definitely going to be a huge. It's going to be a massive. It's going to be just big for you. Full stop. And so that must. That's going to be. That's going to be insane. I'm curious what what made you want to leave for Wales to come to Australia. You're coming with absolutely no one here. It's like where was the like why Australia of all places
1: really good question and originally I was going to come with my mate Alex and his partner and we were all going to come together and it just kind of didn't transpire that way in the end so I was always fully committed to going. yeah it was kind of like a group decision we were like yeah let's leave our jobs let's go to Australia so we all booked a one-way ticket Mm. and I just ended up coming on my own then so yeah, it's been, it's been a pretty mad journey and I, I, it was only probably until two weeks before I got on that flight that mm. I kind of worked out a plan of where I was going to go. It was oh, one-way flight to Sydney, yeah. no idea what I was doing from there mm. and kind of just started traveling the East Coast, then went to New Zealand, started my farm work, lived in Perth for a little bit, mm. then ended up going home after my first year, then coming back to Sydney for my second year. and i've been in sydney ever since 2016 so why australia i was just like let's just go as as far as i can and yeah it's it's worked out pretty well i've had a bit of luck along the way that's
0: amazing i mean that journey alone must be absolutely insane it's like you're going from the complete opposite side of the world as you just said Mm. to this country on the opposite side of the world that people have got these funky accents uh whatever
1: it's like they'll probably think mine is funky as well no yeah, whatever
0: <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's so multicultural you walk down the street and you'll hear someone speaking spanish portuguese you'll meet the irish you'll meet the scots you'll meet
1: fucking everyone <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely um but there's a, there's a big Congregation in Australia of British people. Yeah, like I don't really meet many Welsh people. I've got to be honest, but English Mm. and Irish, there's a lot, particularly kind of like around the eastern suburbs here, um, Coogee, Bondi, Ramwick, Mm. all kind of like heavy um, areas, like heavily dense in in with British people. Do you think of that as
0: like when you're with all these, when you're with the people that are from the UK, and that. Do you feel that somewhat of a community?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, if I think of my friend group, mm. it's pretty much all English and Irish.
0: And pretty that's pretty like...
1: Much. And you find common ground with people as well, because yeah. obviously you've got similar things from when you grew up. And, you know, the friend groups tend to kind of attract more British people. Yeah. And I guess in some ways was not having any family around because... You know, my friends and I, you know, probably 80, 90 percent of them have no family here. So essentially your friends become your family. Yeah. So, you know, you do Christmas together, you do, you know, birthdays, all your friends come over and and vice versa. So, yeah, that, that always works well.
0: Yeah. No, that's really that's quite amazing. So you went from corporate, a very safe, cozy gig to personal training which is notoriously not very secure especially if you're freelancing in a gym or whatever it is like what what made you want to go in that direction in the first place
1: i think that i think for me if i'm either going to commit to something i'm just going to go all in with it absolutely and you know when you leave a job you leave behind a lot of security sure so you know i'm going to be starting at um anytime fitness soon amazing and you know there's obviously options where you can go and work as a contractor or work as an employee but obviously there's a lot of differences between the two and i think that i think it's it's going to be hard initially you know obviously gaining the client base and you know allowing people to trust me and you know kind of like allow me to be their coach sure So I, you know, I know it's definitely going to be hard and you probably found this yourself on times. So yeah, I think there's going to be a a big transition for sure, but I think that's where the challenge starts really. And it's kind of, it's essentially single swim and I quite enjoy that.
0: Yeah. Do you thrive in those types of situations?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think. You know, naturally, I think there's a lot of self doubt that uh, is accompanied with with that. Mm. Because if things don't go right from the outset, which they they may, they may not, then I think it's more about kind of digging your heels in, and you know, using a bit of resilience to to get through it.
0: And um, you've already experienced that just coming into Australia, just getting through. The farm work and all of that, so you're. I was like, this is just another chapter per se.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Obviously, I, as I said earlier, maybe transferable skills that I can use those experiences and use them towards this kind of new venture into being a personal trainer. Yeah,
0: a lot of a lot of. <laughs> it's unfortunate that the turnover rate as a personal trainer is also is quite high. But what you will also see, are the people who've gutted it out from year two and onwards, they make a career for themselves. And you see it on both ways, in both ways. You have a person who just wants to go in and make a bunch of money and then bugger off. And then you have someone who wants to make it a career. And what comes with that is so much more you need to learn out how to go through adversity you need there's so much of that comes into that picture yeah but you just have to stick around
1: to experience it
0: yeah <laughs> that's simple
1: i know i guess it's it's purely about survival and um you know at the moment i'm training my my housemate because mm. you know she's looking to get in shape and you know So she's got a lot of of her own personal goals that she wants to reach and I'm helping her achieve those. And, you know, in the mornings, I'm down there training with her and it's just the simple things that, you know, it's very selfish, but also very selfless as well, because you're, you're helping someone. So you get something out of it and they also get something out of it.
2: Yeah. And,
1: um, you know, just minor things like, Oh, just, you know, pull your elbows in or just correct this or, just moving that way slightly, and then they can they see a massive difference, and then ultimately they just get more results. So they get the result, and you get sign of you get satisfaction as well from helping them, and that's what I really like about it. Mm. And you know, making a difference to someone else, and you know, you get that own personal reward from it as well.
0: Absolutely, it's like there's no there's no better feeling. It's when you help someone change their life. Hmm. On so many levels, not only physically, but also mentally, emotionally. And that's a completely different conversation within itself. It's as someone hangs around in the industry long enough and it helps people day by day. It's like, fuck, this is great. <laughs> yeah.
1: How long have you been in the industry yourself? About two years. Okay. About two years. So you uh, just on that threshold now. I will... <laughs> I'd
0: say even just getting certified and yeah. then finding, and then finding a work and exposing yourself to different gym owners. Mm. That's your first exposure right there. Yeah. Okay. I'm finding what fits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because if you think about it, a gym owner was once a personal trainer, majority of a lot of the time, you'll have guys that own F45 but they don't, they're not, they're not PTs, no. but when you have a PT that's now a gym, I know. He's had all that experience plus some. So it's like you're meeting their standards. And yeah. if you have your own standards and it can be a bit of a collision
2: mm.
0: a little, a little bit. Um. So you're very much into your fitness, but a lot of the time, fitness is only 10% of the of the picture and then you have 9% of nutrition mm. what's
1: your
0: it's like what's your what's your stance on it all in general
1: yeah definitely i think when it comes to um whether we're looking to build muscle or whether we're looking to lose weight you know our nutrition is really the key factor because you know, we can, we can train six, seven times a week, but if our nutrition is not where it needs to be, if we're not consuming enough nutritious foods or we're not, you know, tracking our calories using my fitness pal, then really, we're not really doing ourselves any favors from a nutritional standpoint. So, and, you know, exercise really is just a complement to what we put in our mouths really, you know, um, there's, I see a lot of things like Jason Fang and this thing about counting calories. Um, it's of, of no benefit. But right. you, know, if, you don't, if you want to lose weight and you don't track your calories and you're just simply winging it, then you're not really giving yourself any metric to go off. True. Because you know, how are you going to know? How do you know the nutritional or calorie breakdown hmm. of the things that you're eating? You've literally given yourself no metric. So, you know, same with building muscle. How would you know how much protein you're consuming if you don't track it? Right. You you'd literally just be guessing unless you've got an Excel spreadsheet and you can, you're such good at, really good at maths, which I'm not, um, you know, but no one, no one's going to do that. And a lot of people say, oh, well, tracking your calories is obses- obsessive. I don't think it is. I think it's educational. And well it gives you a much better idea of the things that we consume and the calorie content. So it doesn't become intuitive eating, it becomes more calculated. Right. So, you know, firstly, work out your total daily energy expenditure, you know, work out what your body needs on average. If you're looking to lose weight, if it says you need 1900 calories, you know, come south of that. See how you go for a week to two weeks. See if you lose weight, if you lose weight, but fantastic, you're on the right road. If you don't, then lower it, come south of it and then just go off that. But if you don't and you're just kind of winging it, then really you're doing yourself a disservice.
0: What do you think is... I've, what I I've found is that a lot of people want to be... They say, I want to put on size, I want to lose, I want to lose weight... But then when it comes down to actually doing it, they don't. Mm. Why do you think that is?
1: It could be a couple of things. I think you've got to want it enough. Mm. The goal, you've got to want it enough. Yeah. And the people who achieve things is because they want it enough and they see it through. And Then it comes down to like daily habits and the systems that you put in place around that. So focusing on the small things, you know, and and the small, maybe often the boring things like tracking your food, you know, no one really wants to do it, but it's a means to an end. So having good strong daily habits Mm. and the systems, you know, those little things that you do, those are the things that can really take you towards your goal. You know, it's, it's, it's going to the gym when you don't want to go. And it kind of like, it's basically disciplining yourself to do those things, to carry them out.
0: I think it's also not only that, but it's also having someone that's going to keep you accountable. Yeah. Accountability is fucking everything. There's so much that you can do by yourself. But when you have a personal trainer, a coach, mm. or whatever you want to call it, When they're keeping you accountable, and you're like, "Oh fuck," yeah, Richard is waiting for my answer. Oh shit, Michael, um, I'm waiting for their answer. It's like you're just gonna get it done.
1: It's funny you say that. It's because you know training my housemate at the moment. You know the alarm goes off at what five, ten past five, and if I if I wasn't there to train her, she may not get out of bed. So that accountability works really well. Mm. So, you know, she's, she doesn't want to let me down. So she goes up and then we go and train. So, so that cool. accountability is, it is crucial what you're saying there, yeah.
0: I, I've, it's, really, it's really funny. During the summer, people are up bright and early because, the, uh, because it's nice outside. But when it starts getting colder, um, March, April time, that bed and that warm blanket is becoming your best friend. <laughs> no one yeah. wants to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to 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 go work out. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah, it's cold. You see, um you see it's these trends in the fitness space. It's like everyone wants to get the beach body come, come spring and summer. And then they all stack it and they all restack it on during the fucking winter. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's just, that's just very common. And, uh, you know, even as, even as, uh, coaches ourselves, you know, it's, it's nice to kind of, kick back a little bit sometimes and take a little bit of time off and rest and recover because you can't serve others from an empty vessel. So, you know, investing in ourselves as well, it's really important. So how do
0: you, you said, uh, how do you invest in yourself? What do you do? Books. Books. What are you reading?
1: I love books. So my favorites at the moment, well, the, the one I'm currently reading is the 12 rules of life by Jordan Peterson. Good book. Yeah, I'm just at the start Good of it. I'm book. on chapter two. So this is a really interesting one. My mate Elliot's read it as well, and he's going to get the the second one, which is 12 More Rules of Life. Um, I've also read Mark Manson's Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and that is a real game changer, that one. If anyone hasn't read it, the listeners, I would highly recommend that one. I'm guilty I haven't yet, but it's on the list. <laughs> yeah, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear ah
0: ha ha. that's the one i'm reading right now yeah
1: that's a good one it's a really practical one as well isn't it so it's it's just little things that you can do every day you know just small things to kind of like you notice something you're like oh yeah i need to do that so it's just making things automatic um that's a really good one mindset by carol dweck is another great book and anything by ryan holiday anything by ryan holiday is good yeah. <laughs> so ego is the enemy stillness is the key and the obstacle is the way that's amazing so three great books so you've you not outside of the personal training space
0: so you've worked on it yourself i gather then
1: yeah i i mean i've always been into self-development for probably the last or well, probably the last 10 years now beautiful and you know obviously i try and eat well um trying Mm. to eat as nutritious food as I can um I'm quite an active person Mm. um I take the steps instead of taking the escalators where I can just little things like that just become eventually just become part of your identity right Uh, you know reading I've started doing well just getting in the pool up on the rooftop um so last year I was getting the water down at Coogee so I just find that you know, I was doing the cold showers last year, but then I kind of tailored away from them a little bit, mm. and then realised that warm showers were better. <laughs> but anything where I can like <laughs> fully submerge in cold water, I quite like. And yeah. you probably see myself on Instagram. I, I go up there most mornings and do two minutes in a in a freezing cold pool, and I just I just find that it helps with my mind. Like if I'm feeling a bit a bit tired or f- feeling a bit lethargic, mm. I just go and jump in the water and. You know, literally within a matter of seconds, my brain's just coming alive and I just seem to be firing all cylinders. A lot of people think I'm crazy and probably am to a degree, but yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right.
0: Uh, I I I do them as well. I do them as well, And they're like, it's like I put on the hot shower, la de da, all of that, and then <laughs> you just hear you just me you just hear me breathing super, super heavy, it's
1: fucking cold. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's something about cold water running over your head and running down the back of your neck. It's something not very pleasant about that. But, yeah, when um, when I have when I do it, I just, I don't know, I just start to think a little bit differently and definitely helps with my mindset and my outlook for the day. And well, it just well. kind of gets me a little bit fired up. And maybe if, like, I'm unsure how to plan my day, I'll go and do that. And then things just start clicking and I'm able to just, pen and paper start writing things down and when i've got things written on paper Mm. i don't know i've got a bit more direction as to where i'm going or maybe like a little bit more clarity within my own mind as to what i need to do and maybe how i need to do it
0: it's getting out of your head and putting it onto a piece of paper
1: yeah yeah that that definitely helps me
0: it makes it makes life excuse me it makes life so much easier it's like when it's out of your head and it's in front of you it's like okay now go do this go do that go do this go do that all that shit yeah mate that's um that's super that's super fascinating a lot of PTs they don't like they'll work on the uh, they'll work in professional development and that's fine but if you're but if you're a royal to people no one is going to want to work with you so it's the matter of working on yourself so you can be a better person to your clients or offer better services and just be a better human being
1: yeah definitely and I think a lot of it with this kind of industry is understanding someone's problem and when you understand someone's problem you're better equipped to help them Mm. Particularly if you've been in that position as well. Yeah. You know, and you can come from a place of um, sympathy mm. and understand their problems and then work with them to overcome them. So you can, you know, that you've got that direct um, relation.
0: I'm going to say something and I know I'm going to get some kickback from this about a majority of the fitness industry, majority of personal trainers, 95%, even are higher shouldn't be pts because they're just in it for a short buck Mm. They it's short-term it's short-term thinking and it's like it gives a bad rap to the industry i've only been in the industry for two years but you'll meet plenty of personal trainers within two years and you'll see guys who are just royal they're just royal cunts. They are, mm-hmm. and then we mm-hmm. have some guys that are genuine, that want to be in that industry. Yeah, one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, in it to help people. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely, yeah, for sure. So, do you do you think that you have your own personal biases when it comes to, to nutrition at all, or or you have a overall, just, just a a broader spectrum of nutrition at
1: home? No, I just think in general, you know, we all want to um, have takeaways and we all want to eat a bit of shit now and again. And I think that's absolutely fine. Um, but just, just day to day, just try and get enough, you know, fruit and vegetables and, you know, just basic, basic things like that, you know, consume uh, adequate protein, And yeah, just, just generally eat pretty well. And then maybe you do that for five days a week. And then on those things called the weekends, that's where you indulge, you know, that's where you go out for brunch and you go out for breakfast and go out for dinner and, you know, have an ice cream and all these kind of things. So you just enjoy yourself. So in some fashion or another, we're all going to be, you know, dieting for the rest of our life. Mm. So um yeah just be just be pretty sensible with it that's all i'd say
0: how do you not beat yourself up when when you do decide to indulge
1: i think a lot of people can you know beat themselves up and maybe you know oh i've had this last night i've had that well you know if you If you get home and you can't be bothered to cook and you get takeaway, then that's okay because the next day you can just come under on your calories a little bit. So, you know, Wednesday night you have had a takeaway and then the following day you can just reduce your portions. So, you know, in life we have to enjoy, we have to enjoy it. We have to do things that make us feel good and make us feel happy, you know, pleasure and happiness. There's always those, always those two things, right? so you know if you are wanting to have a bit of chocolate or you know someone's birthday in the office and you have a bit of cake you know enjoy it Happiness, and then the next day dial back a little bit
0: happiness is happiness is key i i think that diets is short term it's like i'm not i'm not I'm not a bad-mouthing keto or paleo or veganism or any of that. If it's working for you, great, keep doing it. Yeah. But if someone is just jumping on a keto to lose weight, great, you'll lose it. Mm. But then what's gonna come afterwards? We're here for we're here for a period of time. Who knows how, how long that'll be. May as well. It's like, uh, okay, you've
1: dropped a bunch of weight.
0: Great. What are you yeah. going to do afterwards?
1: Yeah, uh, and that's what you're saying there really ties in with, um, you know, tracking food. Because once you've done keto and you've lost three kilograms, that's great. Obviously, you've probably not eaten a lot of foods that you really enjoy: rice, pasta, bread, chocolate, like cake, it. all these kind of things. Because is stacked with carbohydrates. Mm. So um when you end your keto diet and you start eating all those kind of foods and all eating things that are really satiating and things that you love and you know make you really happy mm. um and when you start eating those you start putting all the, the weight back on and then you you associate losing weight with keto and reducing all carbohydrates from your diet and you're like fuck I really like these things but I can't eat them anymore. Mm. So you're a bit of a crossroad. You're like, well, I associate losing weight with doing this particular form of or well, method of dieting. Um, but then if you just step outside the box for a second and think, well, no, I can actually eat the foods that I enjoy. And if I start tracking them using my fitness pal and becoming more educated around what I eat, then, like I said, over time, things become more calculated so you think, right, if I eat this, this and this, this is about this many calories because mm. you don't want to be tracking food for the rest of your life. No one wants to do that. I would I would hate to do that, you know, but it's 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 like a short term thing. If you think of it this way, you when we learn to drive, we have a driving instructor
2: mm.
1: and we use that driving instructor for, I don't know, eight, 10, 12 weeks, whatever it might be. Sure. But once we passed our test, mm. we then go on our own. We don't need the driving instructor anymore. Yeah. So that's like using my fitness pal, having a personal trainer. They're there to guide you or we're here to guide people along the way. And when they don't need our hand anymore, we let them go because we've told them everything that we know, or we've taught them everything that we know. So, you know, we're there to tell people, you know, this is the right way to do things. I would really avoid doing that.
0: It's a good analogy that's oh. a really good analogy. I like that a lot okay that's that's really, really interesting i i, I like I like the way that you think you're over uh, yeah, just the way that you think is super is super fascinating. so you're about to get into the industry. Where do you want to where do you see yourself with going into it?
1: So I really want to do my time. On the gym floor. Mm. I really want to get to understand how people move, you know, build up some experience and some confidence. Right. And, you know, I I trust my ability. And then eventually I'd really like to get into online coaching and really start to serve a lot more people as opposed to uh limited to being just on a gym floor. Mm. But I really enjoy that element of one-to-one. And I really want to gain some experience doing that.
2: Perfect.
1: So, where
0: can where can people find you on uh, socials?
1: Yep. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram, RichFitPT. That's yep. my main two platforms. I also have a weekly email that goes out, so you can jump on my weekly emails. Awesome. Not only just fitness related, um, just general things as well. Maybe funny stories, something to keep you chuckling on your yep. when you sat on the toilet one day. <laughs> they are they are pretty varied but yeah sometimes they keep them a little bit fitness orientated so yeah if you want to jump on my weekly emails the link is on in my instagram and facebook bio
0: very last question yep. if if a brand new personal trainer is is about to get into the industry and you can give them five seconds of advice what would that advice look like
1: good question be yourself understand clients' needs hmm. and just relate to them. Beautiful.
0: Richard, mate, uh, this has been an absolute blast. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to continue watching you grow and evolve and become this badass of a PT
1: and change a bunch of people's lives. <laughs> Thanks, mate. It's, uh, it's been really good to come on. Yeah. And uh, hey, I'm glad we found each other on Instagram. Trooper. All right, mate. Have a good one. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Take Cheers, care. everyone. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in. Would mean the world to me if you left a five-star written review and subscribers so we can all make a bigger impact together.